Hey, everybody. Aaron Dillon here, Managing Director of AG Dillon & Co. We're a venture capital firm focused on pre-IPO companies with investment funds for individual investors, family offices, financial advisors, and institutional investors. All right, so I've got a pre-IPO company update for you here uh, for the week ending 17 February 2023. Today, we'll hit on big company news for last week, large capital raises, individual pre-IPO company stock performance for the uh, performance update, and pre-IPO company spotlight on Chime, the digital challenger bank. Okay, so I can't stop obsessing over the options and this RSU issues that are popping up all over the place with pre-IPO stocks. Stripe has been in the news lately with their $4 billion raise to pay taxes for employee RSUs. They don't uh, want to go public so badly that their stomach a $4 billion dilution just to sort through the RSU expiration issue. It's crazy. The latest instant that hit uh, this past week was Foursquare. So Foursquare was a, a social media platform that started in 2009, excuse me, 2009, but they pivoted to a cloud-based location tech platform and kind of caught their stride. The business is doing great now. They do $100 million a year in revenue. Unfortunately, the class kind of run out on these employee RSUs. So Foursquare's management's working really hard to find a solution. But since it isn't a high flyer like Stripe, there really aren't many, uh, there's kind of limited options. So that said, these employee RSUs are going to expire worthless. It appears that there's like 100 employees that are going to be impacted. And some of the employees stand to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. So what does this mean if you're an employee of one of these pre-IPO stock companies? you got to sell, okay? Investors should have diversified portfolio, whether you're an employee of a company or you're public investing in stocks. If you have 50% plus of your net worth locked up with one stock, which a lot of these folks do, a lot of the employees of these pre-IPO companies do, you got to diversify. So call Forge Global, Equizen, ShareNet, Hive Market, or any of the other secondary market brokers out there and sell some shares and get balanced, right? And if you need some help thinking through this, you can just call me or email me. I'll help you out. I'll do everything I can to, to make sure that you get sorted. So just like don't let what's happening to these poor folks at Foursquare happen to you and because uh, uh, you never really know how this stuff is going to shake out. All right. So uh, Starlink, SpaceX's satellite Internet division is dropping prices in rural areas and increasing prices in urban areas. I don't think SpaceX can get these satellites into space fast enough to satiate all the demand. They have uh, 3,300 satellites in orbit that they've already put in orbit uh, towards a goal of 12,000. So that's about 25% of the way there. But I don't think any other company can on the planet can even get satellites up uh, to space faster than SpaceX can due to their reusable rocket technology. So in 2022, over half of the SpaceX rocket launches were, de uh, were delivering uh, Starlink satellites to orbit. So it's like 30 plus payload deliveries that went up last year alone. And I think it's uh, SpaceX is going to end up with a monopoly on the satellite Internet space. Who else can deliver that much satellites up in space? They're going to have a monopoly on like 40 percent of the world's population access to the Internet. That's 2.5 billion people. So like Africa, Central Asia, like South America. It's nuts. So like what would you value that at? What would you value SpaceX at if, if they had literally a monopoly on access to the Internet for half of the world's population or 40 percent of the population? I got Starlink doing 1.3 billion in annualized revenue. Uh, Elon Musk thinks Starlink can do 30 billion in revenue. I've heard some analysts say they could be as, as high as 70 billion in revenue. So 30 billion times a 20x revenue multiple, $600 billion valuation on just the Starlink business alone. And I do think that that's a 20x revenue multiple business. It's a monopoly and it's growing super fast and there's a huge TAM. That's a 20x business. And this could 
uh, put Star SpaceX in a trillion dollar valuation ballpark. Easy. Okay. Starlink has a 250,000 customers in March of 2022 and 1 million uh, by December of 2022. So that's 300% increase in just nine months. It kind of gives you a forecast of how quickly this thing is moving. And no doubt that they're going to be at a few million by the end of 2023, in my opinion. So it's like, it's just an incredible business. The Starlink business is an incredible business. And Klarna just put up some incredible numbers uh, for their U.S. business this year. Let me just read you through some of these, right? 71% year-over-year increase in U.S. sales, 34 million users in the United States, 8 million monthly active app users uh, today versus 6 million in 2022. That's a 33% increase over the past year. 30 million total app downloads in the United States. $6 billion worth of this uh, volume of Klarna Anywhere, where you, you can open up a website in their app and use Klarna. Even if the merchant doesn't use it, you can still pay with Klarna. A million-person waiting list for the Klarna card. 37% drop in U.S. credit losses. So the business is just getting better and bigger while they're improving the quality of their credit portfolio. And 80% of German adult population uses Klarna every day. That's not U.S., but I think you get the point. Then merchant ads, okay, are the fastest growing revenue stream for Klarna. So that's like in, you're in the app and there's a merchant ad that comes in, like Nike shoes, right, advertising to you inside the app to buy Nike shoes through the Klarna app. It's incredible. I mean, come on. This stock is down 85%. So like, what is going on? So like, here it is. I, it's, it's Klarna a buy right now. And like, so sure, the $45 billion valuation that they printed in October 2021 may have been rich. But this thing is definitely worth more than the $6.7 billion it raised at this past summer. A lot more, in my opinion. So I'm going to keep watching this one, kids. I think Klarna could be a winner in the long run. All right, so let's look at some big capital raises for the week. We got two new Decacorns this week. Decacorns, $10 billion plus valuation. So Zeker is a Chinese electric car company. It raised a $750 million Series A and a $13 billion valuation. It's a 46% increase from its last round in, in August of 2021, China is the largest auto market in the world. And it makes sense since uh, about they have four times the population in the United States that it'd be the biggest auto market in the world. And they are all about electric cars in China. The Chinese government is pushing out uh, electric vehicles to be 40% of all car sales by 2030. Excuse me, 2030. Uh, and Phone P, I think I'm saying that right, is an Indian pay mobile payments company. It raised $446 million Series H at a $10.3 billion valuation. That's a 130% increase from its last round in March of 2022. And these folks had some huge names participating in the round. General Atlantic, Rivet Capital, Tiger, all, all those guys led. Tencent, Microsoft, and Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund participated. Come on. That is an incredible investor lineup. All right, right. Let's uh, take a look at secondary market stock performance for the week. Pre-IPO stocks were up for the week 2.43%. S&P 500 was down 20 basis points. S&P 500 growth was down 20 basis points for the week. Pre-IPO stocks are still trailing public market stocks for the year, uh, year to date, uh, by, by just under 7%. Uh, we picked up 1% uh, from this last week's swing, which was a good week for us. OpenSea, Databricks, Revolut, and Kraken are standout performers for the year to date, all up more than 10%. OpenSea's up. 36%, which I got to be honest, I don't understand it. NFT transaction volumes dried up. So somebody must be seeing something I'm not seeing. Uh, five stocks are down more than 10% year to date. Epic Games, Discord, Airtable, Flexport, and Chime. 
Uh, but Chime had a huge week this week, incredible week, up 15% for the week. Revolut had an incredible week, up 10%. So, like, you know, come back for the challenge backs, I guess, right? And Rippling was up 8%. Deal was also up 6.6%. I think Deal could be my new favorite company. These guys are super dialed in. Check them out if you don't know them. It's D-E-E-L, right? That's how you, that's how you spell the company's name. So Google those guys. And uh, let's dive into Chime's business here. So Chime is a digital challenger bank offering checking accounts, savings accounts, and secured credit cards. Their big accounts features are like no monthly account fees and no overdraft fees. So they kind of target like the the like bottom half of the U.S. population by net worth, and they do an incredible job. It's great value add. They get uh, paychecks, you know, your your direct deposit two days early. It's like really really great value proposition uh, for folks that were traditionally paying fees in their account but only maintained like a like, couple hundred dollar balance in their account uh, over the course of the month. I have them at one point, or excuse me, $8.1 billion valuation based on the last primary financing round and secondary market trading. They've raised $2.65 billion to date. Uh, that $8.1 billion valuation is down 67% from its last primary financing round of $25 billion in September of 2021. Chime posted a $950 million in 2021 revenue, I'll get you the 2022 number as soon as I got it. Forerunner, Crosslink, and Aspect were all early investors. Other notables include KOTU, Dragonair, DST Global, General Atlantic, Iconic Growth, Menlo, Tiger, SoftBank, Elia, and Sequoia. That's a great, that's a sweet investor group. Uh, they had 13 million users as of 2021. They're expected to have 23 million users by 2025. That's big growth in a short period of time, four years. And uh, China is a really simple revenue model. They make money from interchange, right? And they've been doing that really since they started. And so every time, so if you don't know what this is, every time you use a debit card or a credit card, the merchant pays a fee to the bank to process the transaction. That fee is typically like 2.9% of the transaction amount plus 30 cents. And that can vary depending on the network, if it's Amex or MasterCard, whatever, and the geographical location, the size of the business. But that's, you know, ballpark. That's kind of what it is. And there are a whole bunch of parties that... Uh, that eat from that fee, uh, one of them being the card issuer, which is Chime, right? So Chime typically nets uh, 1.2% on uh, the debit card transaction. All right, so let's end it there. If you have any pre-IPO stock research needs, please reach out. I'd love to dive in with you. We also have two funds available for investment right now. For SpaceX only exposure, visit agdillon.com slash SpaceX. The big rocket Starship is launching soon. And their internet satellite business, Starlink, which we talked about earlier, is scaling fast. So it's a great entry point to get into SpaceX, in my opinion. We've raised uh, $3.2 million to date, and we aim to close the fund in mid-March. And for diversified pre-IPO exposure, check out agdillon.com slash top15. That's SpaceX, Stripe, Canva, Instacart, Epic Games, Discord, Plaid, etc. Other stocks in a diversified portfolio of 15 stocks, pre-IPO stocks. Thanks, and see you all next week.